Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is The Kelly Roach Show. I am so excited to have with me Alan Stein Jr. here today. He is going to rock your world. We're going to talk about individual and organizational peak performance because I know you guys all want to get it done. We're moving into the fourth quarter of the year and it's now or never setting up for 2023. So Alan, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. It's such a pleasure. I'm a huge fan and it's a real honor to be with you today. Absolutely. Well, as I shared when we first hop on camera, Anyone who follows me knows that the, the key thing that I share with business owners every single day is train for your business like an athlete trains for their sport. And I couldn't think of anyone better than you to come on the show and talk about that with your long career of really helping not just individuals and organizations, but professional sports teams to really understand creating optimal peak performance. So before we get into it, Alan, can you talk a little bit about how did you get into this world? Where did you start? How did the journey evolve? You know, what, what did all of that look like to get you where you are today? And then we'll dig into a little bit of uh, some, some how-to for the audience of driving peak performance. So, so basketball was my first identifiable love. And I fell in love with the game at five years old. And here, four decades later, basketball is still a major pillar of my life. And um, I'm so thankful that basketball has allowed me to not only make a living, but build an extraordinary life around something I'm so passionate about. Um, I was a player all the way up through college, and I, I played at Elon yeah. University down in North Carolina in the mid-90s. And while I was at Elon, I started to develop an equal love for performance training and strength and conditioning and nutrition and mindset. And when I graduated, I figured what could be better than combining my original love of basketball with my newfound love of performance training. And I became a basketball performance coach. And I did that for 15 years, uh, had an opportunity to work with some of the game's best players and coaches, all of which taught me some, some really impactful lessons. And that's ultimately what I do now in the corporate space uh, is I translate those, those lessons and I share those principles of high utility um, to show folks how they can apply those to their lives and their businesses. So that's what attracted me to your work in the first place yeah. was your belief that business owners should run their businesses the way athletes train. Cause that's, that's what I preach on stage and that's what I preach on page. Yeah. I, I love that. And, you know, I certainly have found that in coaching business owners and even coaching high performers on my own team, that those that have been coached and have played at a competitive level in sport on the field, uh, many times are those that can attain peak performance also in, in the realm of business. So I would love to have you share some of the biggest threads that you see pull through from athletics to the world of business and how you feel the people that are sitting here listening to the show today can really supercharge their fourth quarter by focusing on optimizing organizational performance. Because, you know, business owners, they hustle their way to a certain level. And there comes a point where there's no amount of hustle that you, the business owner, can do anymore that is going to drive that organization forward. You have to understand how to drive peak performance at an organizational or team level, just like an athletic coach, right? So share some threads 
share some threads that you think pull through in that realm that can help our listeners today. Well, for a tad more context, my area of specialty was at the high school level because I felt that's where I could make the biggest impact. But I had a chance to work at two renowned high schools here in the D.C. area that have mm-hmm. produced over a dozen players in the NBA, uh, the most yeah. notable of which is Kevin Durant. And doing that work is what allowed me to do some contract work for Nike and Jordan Brand and USA Basketball. And that's yeah. where I got an opportunity to work with guys like LeBron and Steph Curry and Kobe. And I only share that because I have a very unique vantage point that I've, I've seen you know, what happens during the unseen hours when someone is, is climbing that proverbial mountain. But then I've also seen what it takes to stay there and sustain it for long periods of time. And seeing both of those vantage points uh, has allowed me to, to come up with some of these pillars. And some of the pillars uh, that I've found translate from basketball to business. The first is having an immense respect and appreciation for the basics, for the fundamentals, for never trying to skip steps, to, to make sure your big rocks are in place before you move to anything more advanced. I've also found that the highest performers, and and I know you know this, uh, they're open to feedback and they're open to being coached. They want people to coach them and to push them um, to greater heights. Um, And then third, they're very cognizant of of their mindset and their habits and their focus. They realize that their number one objective is to show up every day as consistently as possible as the best version of themselves. And when they can do that, then they can hold everyone else on their team to that same level of accountability. But you, yeah. you can't hold people accountable to something you're not willing to do yourself. And you can't expect people to do things that you're not willing to do. So I, I find that those are kind of the, the focal points to start with. And then we've got some concepts around team awareness, which I can also elaborate on. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to dig into team awareness, but let's let's spend a minute here on some of these concepts that you just shared, and then let's move into team because both are, are equally important. So starting with the first one. Um, you know, you mentioned the immense respect for the basics. And boy, is this the most important message that we could possibly share to people that want to thrive in the world of business today, right? Because everyone is constantly looking for the shortcut, the next big thing, uh, the sexiest, you know, conversion uh, tool that's going to replace this and eliminate that and skip over that. And there's even now many coaches online that brag about how they're getting results without doing the basics. And I see that and it hurts my heart because I actually feel so bad for their students who are actually learning to skip over building a solid foundation for success in light of instant gratification over building a firm foundation that's going to sustain results for the long term. So I I love that that's the first principle that you shared. And, and if there's anything that you would want to expand upon um, that, you, that you have noticed in the world you know, of business around that, I would love to hear that because I think that's one of the biggest risks for business owners today. And especially when more advanced business owners are beginning to get stuck, it's usually because something in the foundation has ruptured that we need to go back to the basics and fix. I see that in my own organization. It's never this complex secret magic thing that's happening. That's like, we have to put a rocket ship on Mars to figure out how to solve this problem. Whenever we have a problem organizationally, it's something in the basic foundation that's not being executed correctly. And we need to go back to basics, firm up the foundation, and then take the next step. I love everything that you just said. That's why I I feel such a strong resonance with, with your work. Yeah, the foundation, uh, the basics are the foundation to which the rest of the house is built. 
And, you know, that was the, the lesson I learned from Kobe Bryant the first time I watched him work out mm-hmm. was I asked him what was his secret to success. And I expected this flashy answer. And he said, the best never get bored with the basics. And in uh-huh. basketball, the, the basics are pretty obvious. It's your footwork. It's your shooting mechanics. So the first thing an entrepreneur or a business owner needs to do is get crystal clear on what their basic building blocks are in their business. Uh, some of them will have high utility and will will span any industry. Some of those basics will be very industry specific to the to the product or service that they sell. Um, but they need to get crystal clear on what those basics are, and then they need to make a commitment to work relentlessly towards them during the unseen hours and work towards mastery. And you know, I, I agree with everything you said as far as the basics can get mundane. They can get monotonous. They can almost get boring to a degree. Um, but if you're willing to make the commitment to work on them every single day, even if it's yeah. only for 15 to 20 minutes, <laughs> you'll enjoy the compounding interest effect of that. And uh, this doesn't mean that you don't also move to more advanced techniques. It means that you don't leave the basics. Uh, and I, I love that you had the humility and vulnerability to share that when you're not performing at the level you believe you're capable of, it's usually from skipping the basics. And it's the same with me. Uh, and that's yeah. one disclaimer I want to make that I'm I'm not speaking from a place of mastery on any of this. Anytime I'm not performing at the level I think I am yeah. capable of, if I go back with some self-awareness and some introspection, I find that I've been unconsciously veering away from the basics. And the moment I get back to them and refocus that lens, performance escalates again. So Absolutely. it really is the foundation to which everything else is built. Yeah, 100%. You had also mentioned about being coachable. And I think as business owners, and I'm sure for the majority of my listener, you know, they listen to my podcast. So they are coachable to a degree and they're here because they want to learn. They're here because they want to grow. But I think there's a lot of different types of coaching that we need to be open to receiving feedback from our clients, feedback from our team, right? Um, even when you're asking for, and I see this a lot with business owners, you're asking for coaching. And you don't get the answer that you want to hear. Sometimes you ask the question again and again and again and again, because you don't want to do the thing that's necessary to get the result that you want. So you're hoping if you keep asking the question, a different answer will arise. So I think it's just a great awareness reminder of, you know, and and I said this to my team yesterday because we were working organizationally on some high level problem solving that that we're trying to create some breakthroughs in the efficiency and effectiveness of the team. And what I said to them is, you know, every problem is neutral, right? You can give it meaning and you can make it negative, you can make it personal, you can make it this, you can make it that, or you can just say, let's set the problems on the table and let's use our best minds and our greatest collaboration skills and our greatest problem solving skills to fix them so that we can create a breakthrough. And I think taking things personal when they happen, whether it relates to clients, team, market, successful launch, failed launch, this went right, this went wrong. Um, that that idea of being coaching coachable that you mentioned, it has a lot of dynamic and context to it, right? Absolutely. I yeah. love I love the mindset and approach of looking at everything through a sterile lens and looking at mm-hmm. it in, in a very neutral way and just saying that when someone is offering feedback, uh, assuming that they're competent, of course, but if they're offering yeah. feedback, what they're doing is giving you a gift. They're, they're yeah. telling you that I care enough about you to yes. help you see a blind spot or to, to help use my expertise and my experience to show you a, a more efficient or a more effective way. 
And when we can learn to depersonalize it and look at it as a gift and welcome and appreciate feedback with open arms and don't take it as a personal attack, but say, this person cares enough to help me improve. Um, now that takes humility. That takes yeah. vulnerability. That, yeah. that takes a, a certain level of courage. So I'm not implying that that is easy to do, um, yeah. but I know that it is worth making the effort to do so. So I try yeah. and remain open to, to coaching and feedback in every area of my life. And for every area that I'm trying to excel, whether it's speaking or writing or parenting or financial wealth, yeah. I have coaches in each of those areas yeah. to help me because those folks can see things that I can't see just yet. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. If you're looking for a mentor and a specialized coaching team that has spent the last six years developing optimal conditions inside a group container that allows individuals to consistently achieve six and seven figure success, look no further and say yes to yourself by joining the Empire Builders program. My name is Kelly Roach and I have helped dozens of entrepreneurs over the last year alone to cross through the seven and eight figure mark. If you are ready to create a massive income breakthrough in your business, you know that you need to be working with a mentor and a coaching team that is going to support you, hold you accountable, instruct you, and guide you through this process of stepping into the leader you know you're destined to be. When you're ready to build your empire, it's time to become an empire builder. And you mentioned, you know, showing up as that best version of yourself every day, right? Uh, we, we call it living above the line, right? There are people that see themselves as being control of their destiny, their their outcomes, uh, the way that their experience and results, um, you know, come through. And then there's people that everything in life happens to them, and then their results are a byproduct of that. And I think that's a great reminder at all levels because. You know, the the higher you go in business, the more complexity there is by nature. And the more complexity that there is, the more things are going wrong on a daily basis or your perception is is such, right? And so staying in that place of living above the line and focusing on what is my next step? What can I control right now? What is in in the realm of what I can do right now to show up as my best in this moment? I think overwhelm is one of the greatest plagues uh, for people in the entrepreneurial space. And it, it's really about narrowing it down, as you said, to like, how do I show up as my best in this moment? Like, what is just that next, that next right thing? Absolutely. So for me, the, the mantra that I wake up every single day of my life is, today, I'm going to do the best I can with what I have wherever I am. I'm going to do the best that. I can with what I have wherever I, I am. That. Now, inherent in that mantra means I'm going to eliminate a trilogy of behaviors that yeah. many people use as a default that I know from personal experience yeah. will, will undermine performance and they will undermine fulfillment. And that is blaming, complaining, and making excuses. It, you'll be so much more emotionally agile, so much lighter, and so much more effective oh and gosh. influential if you can get rid of blaming, complaining, and making excuses. So I recognize that it is not the universe's job to conspire to please me 24 hours a day. <laughs> So it doesn't mean that everything that happens in the world is my preference. It doesn't mean that everything happens is to my liking. It doesn't mean that everything that happens is good for my business. It means that blaming, complaining, and making excuses won't make those things any better. So I put all of my efforts and emotional currency into my responses to those things. So for yeah. me, I work really hard not to let the outer world, circumstances, events, what people say, what people do, 
affect my inner world, my yes. attitude, my perspective, my mindset, and how I show up. And, and that is arguably the biggest challenge I face every day. So I don't want to pretend that I've mastered it, but I like the progress I've made and I like the, the direction that I'm going. So for me, relevant what happens around me, I'm going to choose the way that I'm going to intentionally respond. And, and I find that empowering and liberating, and it gives me the keys to the car. Oh my gosh. I love it. Amen. I'm going to post, that's a tweetable, an Instagramable. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat that often and I will quote you. Uh, I, I love these things and, and they're so empowering and they're such good reminders and they're things that, you know, this mindset, this, this work on elevating our perception of life and our experience of what we're walking through is so important because you start off every day in a certain state of mind and then the day happens, right? And so you can go from wild highs to wild lows in a span of three minutes, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, everything you're mentioning here is so, so powerful. Let's talk a little bit about organizational effectiveness and, and impact. I think that's where a lot of business owners really struggle because as I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, most small business owners hustled their way to an initial level of success by working harder. And where they really begin to struggle is when, when you have an organization and, and you have to actually generate results through others, you no longer can hustle your way to success. There will come a point where you could keep working and working and working, but without collaboration, cooperation, effective teamwork, buy-in, you know, vision, it's just not happening. So I would love if you could give us just a couple tips, Alan, on really how can we raise awareness and, and kind of point some focus for business owners in areas of operational, organizational effectiveness that, that really matter, that are going to impact the performance of their company or their team? For sure. Well, I've got three and I always love teaching and coaching. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. The, first, the first is role clarity. Uh, everybody on the team needs to know their role, needs to embrace their role. It needs to make a commitment to starring in their role, no matter what that role is. Uh, everyone else on the team needs to value, respect, and appreciate everybody else's contribution and role. No matter where you fall on that org chart, everybody's got to be thankful for what everyone else does. Uh, a lot easier said than done. And one of the hardest parts in leadership is getting someone to commit to a role that is not the role of their choosing. Uh, they wish they were playing a different position, but you need them to play this very specific position for the betterment of the team. So we've got mm -hmm. role clarity. Uh, the second is accountability, making sure that everyone on the team knows that holding them accountable is something you do for them. It's not something you do to them. That holding someone accountable is one of the best gifts that you can give them because in essence, you're saying, I care so much about you and I care so much about us that I'm not going to let you slide and get away with less than your best. I'm going to hold you to a very high standard. And I do that in business. I also do that as the father of three. Like I hold my children to a very high standard of excellence because I love them and I want them to grow up to be, you know, uh, well-adjusted contributors Absolutely. to this world. And Absolutely. then the third component is communication and, and understanding that as leaders and as business owners, we're always communicating something. Even when we're not speaking, we are communicating. And I'm not just talking about the nonverbals. A perfect example are our unconscious messages that we send. So if you ask, if you're a business owner and you ask someone on your team for help, you delegate something to them. You say, I'm working on something that I could really use you for. The unconscious message you're sending is I trust you and I believe in you and I know you're good enough to help me. Yes. Uh, that will strengthen your relationship with them. Yeah. However, if you make the mistake that a lot of owners make, which is delegate something, but then micromanage them 
and either literally or figuratively stand over their shoulder, breathing down their neck, you send the exact opposite message, which is I don't trust you. I don't believe in you. And I don't think you're good enough to get this done if I'm not standing here. And unfortunately, that will erode your connection with them. And and this reminds me of one of the earliest mantras I learned as a coach. And that is, it's not what you say, it's what they hear. So no matter what you say, if you micromanage someone, what they hear is, you know, Kelly doesn't trust me. Kelly doesn't believe in me. Kelly doesn't think I'm good enough to get this done. And and that will start to erode the, the team fabric. So we just have to make sure we are conscious of and own all of those type of unconscious messages. Yeah, I love so much power in all three of these things that you just shared. So, you know, role clarity, that is huge for small businesses because small businesses are ebbing and flowing so much so often. And many times people are are serving in dual roles. Many times small business owners don't have org charts. They don't have accountability and ownership charts. They don't have role clarity. And therefore, it's very hard to execute on that very first thing that you said. However, guess who's in complete control of that? We are. That's right. So for anyone listening, there was an episode just a couple of weeks ago where we talked about career progression in a small business where there may not be career progression opportunities and how to create that. I think this goes hand in hand with that because I think what you're saying about people appreciating, valuing, recognizing and understanding their roles and the role of other people. It's really about I'm valued, I'm secure, I have a place here and I have a future to grow into, which is the career progression part that I'm mentioning, right? Absolutely. I'm so glad you teed that up because what I was going to say is what we all want is to attract people on our team that are willing to star where they are to say, okay, this might not be my dream role on this team, but I'm going to make a commitment to something bigger than myself. And I'm going to do the best I can in this role because that's what will lead to other opportunities. That's what will lead to advancement. You know, if, if you want to keep climbing that proverbial ladder, the best thing you can do is blow people away with what you do in your current role. And then if you'd like to come in during, you know, off hours and the unseen hours to work on developing a new role or new skill sets, that's fine. But, but starring where you are and getting everyone to have that type of buy-in is how great organizations are built. And for anyone listening that hasn't clearly defined roles, and like you said so perfectly, in small organizations, I might need you to wear three or four hats at the same time. That's okay. But I need to make sure you are crystal clear on what those three or four hats are and what the level of excellence is that I need you to perform at. And if everyone can do that, then advancement, opportunity, and growth, uh, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Absolutely. Absolutely. These three core things that you share, the role clarity, the accountability, and the communication are absolutely huge. I feel like we could have a whole nother conversation just on this, but... I think you laid out some things very succinctly here that people can work on right away that are going to unlock performance in their their companies and their teams. What would you say are some of the um, maybe the the traps or the sticking points where people try to implement these things but but get stuck or start and then stop or whatever the case? What what can you share with people around? Okay, you got them. They they understand role clarity, accountability, communication, the follow through the implementation, the sticking with it. Well, well, you teed up something earlier that if an owner or an entrepreneur is not willing to relinquish some control and let other people assume some leadership positions, let other people make some decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, get buy-in and believe in from the group as a whole, 
then the business will eventually stagnate because they become the bottleneck. So one of the biggest mistakes is, and I see this in parenting and I see this in business, is not letting the members of your team or the members of your family have the autonomy to try to figure some of these things out. You know, if you believe that you have attracted the right type of people into your, your organization, then you have to give them the autonomy and the empowerment and the support to, to run with it. You know, everything can't always start and end with you, you know, at the top of that org chart. You have to give people the room to try things. And sometimes they're going to make mistakes. But guess what? Sometimes we're going to make mistakes. Exactly. We're all human and we're all fallible. So I think the most important part in any of these characteristics is learning to take your hands so tightly clenched on the steering wheel and learn to let go and have belief in your people. And then when they try something, if it works well, praise it because that which gets praised gets repeated. If they try something and it doesn't work well, still have their back, put your arm around them and say, I've got you. We're going to figure this out together and and still support them. But I, I think having that type of attitude is how you create and foster the type of winning culture that will also attract people because we're living in a day and age right now. Most of the speaking engagements I do and groups I work with, their biggest challenge is winning the war on talent. They're having trouble finding the right people. And I believe you don't find the right people. You attract the right people because you create a culture that that's, I mean, so incredible that people are knocking on your door to be a part of it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Powerful stuff here. Oh my goodness. I love it. Okay. So Alan, you dropped some amazing, amazing tips and strategies here. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen today that were like, I need more of this in my life. How do I learn more? How do I connect with you? How do I, you know, engage? So, so where can people find you? How can they learn more from you? So the, the main hub is allensteinjr.com. And I have a supplemental site, uh, strongerteam.com. Uh, in addition to the, the keynote speaking and the workshops, uh, I do a little bit of one-on-one coaching, have a podcast, an online course. Um, but then I have two books. I have Raise Your Game and Sustain Your Game, which are easily found on Amazon or Audible. And I'm very easily accessible and incredibly responsive on social media, just at Alan Stein Jr., on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I always love extending these conversations and having discussions with listeners. So if anyone listening, if you have a question, if you have something you want to share, you need yeah. me to elaborate on something, just shoot me a DM on Instagram or on LinkedIn. I'm very good about getting back. Uh, and this was a real treat. I, I, like I said, I've been a fan of yours for a while. So this oh, was really you. nice to meet you. And I love the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. It is awesome to have uh, guests on the show that I know will just bring so much value, which you obviously did today. So thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, Guys, for everyone listening, if you scroll down in the show notes, all the links to everything that Alan just shared are there. And don't forget that listening is great. Taking action is even better. So let's take what you just learned. Let's put it into action. Let's raise your game, sustain your game and get the wins that you want to achieve in the fourth quarter. Thanks for tuning in, Alan. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest today. And we'll see you guys back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.